What's up, everyone? Welcome to LE2B. I'm Tom McCaffrey. I'm here with Eric B. Uh, please rate and review this podcast. Please subscribe and join our Patreon. Uh, we're going to have a guest coming on in a few minutes, but um, and we're going to talk about some uh, horror movies. But All before right. we get into that, let's talk about the the worst horror movie ever, this midterm <laughs> election, which is happening today as we speak. And uh, we were talking about how um, the whole um, the Republican strategy now is just um, if they're ever ahead, they just claim victory. Basically, <laughs> like if you're like if you're playing in a basketball game, if you if you go up by two points at any point in the game, they're like that's it, the game's over. What, yeah. No more, don't count any more points. Yeah, forget about the third and fourth quarter. Let's let's go. Or the World Series, like after the first game, we won the first game. That's it. What, why play anymore? I mean, yeah. come on. What, you know, the we funny won. thing is after the 2012 election, the Republicans had this autopsy. Do you remember this? And they were like, what are we doing wrong? Why are we not getting enough voters? Right. And then somewhere between 12, 2012 and 2016, they're like, no, we don't need to have more voters. We'll just fucking just stop everyone from voting. I they mean, just they were, gave. Yeah, they just they've been gave doing up that for a that. while. Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. But like even Ronald Reagan, whatever you say about him, and he was horrible. He won a lot of votes. He earned his votes. Maybe stupidly yeah. people voted for him, but he earned his votes. They they don't care anymore. They just want to stop people from voting. They must have figured something. I, I I guess they just figured it out. Like I guess it's easier to just instead of getting people to like you or getting people on your side, it's just easier to disenfranchise. Not, just not count those people. Count them out. So yeah. that's their whole party platform is just like only the right people should vote. Like that whole thing of like, well, I only want. The uh, it's I don't know it's kind of like uh, if I was doing a comedy show, but th- that makes sense. Where you're like, I only let people who think I'm funny into the show, which actually right. makes sense. But that's not how it goes when um you're in a democracy. Um, but yeah, well, the thing is, is I, I go on some message boards, like on I don't go on the hardcore ones, but I see the comments section and Breitbart, which is what I always look at. And these people on there are talking about like they don't care about democracy anymore. They don't. They they're saying yeah, we they don't, don't care. They just we want to win. We don't care about that anymore. Our guest is here. I'm going to let him in, but we can keep talking. Okay. I no. do think it's scary that um, pe- people still don't uh, – when, when are people going to get tired of that that mentality finally of the whole like, well, there's no way that they could have won. There's just no way. I just don't right. believe it. You know, right. like, but they got – well, you know, Whoa. the whole like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Right. Here's our guest. Our guest Ted, is here. Ted Cruz. So <laughs> Yeah. Ted Cruz, for, we want to hear his input on election day. We were just – before we get into the horror movies that we were going to talk about, we were talking about the worst horror movie right now, just the, the midterm elections, um, which is the most horrifying thing going on. So uh, we have a guest. He's he's back. He's been on a couple of times. Um, he's a writer of the hit Netflix movie, The Day Shift. Give it up for Tyler Tice. Yay. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. Thank, thanks for coming back. Um, yeah, this is like three-time champion here. Is there, um, is <laughs> there, a, is there a hurricane Four in times. Florida now? Uh, tomorrow there's supposed to be or a tropical, tropical depression, tropical storm, something like that. Uh, oh, well, that sounds not so bad when you say yeah, like that. Yeah, no one's freaking out, so I'm not really worried. I'm still I'm still new to this area, so I don't really it's know. It's not a hurricane, it's tropical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is apparently beautiful. this one's supposed to hit us directly. I don't know, but no one seems to be worrying. Yeah, I don't well, know. Your governor will take oh, care of you. I know. Like I have uh, <laughs> things down here, like I have an alligator in my backyard and I uh like I asked someone how to get rid of it. They're like, whoa, you can't get rid of the alligators. You just you you know, if they attack you just run in zigzags. Like I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
you you did you recently had, had an alligator in your backyard uh, yeah i constantly have alligators in my backyard yeah, yeah. <laughs> really that's uh <laughs> don't you have kids yeah yeah we don't use the backyard that's for... <laughs> it's cool it looks cool there's like a big retention pond out there with a fountain in the middle and at night it lights up like it's really cool to look at but right. i don't go back there there's cotton mouths around it what um wait so state. what do you see them like wh- yeah, is yeah. that horrifying or what how yeah, big are they yeah, to me it is to, to these floridians it's not they think it's like fucking they're like that's our state animal but to me, it's terrifying. Like, we have a Facebook page for my neighborhood, and my wife, like, posts. She's like, what do we do? How do we get rid of this alligator? And they're like, you don't get rid of them. That's our state animal. Oh, my like, God. Okay. I have four What is, what is New York state animal? Crackheads? <laughs> got to go with a rat on that one. I have a lot of crackheads yeah, in my true. backyard. You don't get rid of those. Yeah. That's our, um. Yeah. We were using it for a while. Like I didn't see one for a while and we were using the backyard and then we went to Orlando for a couple of days and came back and there was this giant like six foot alligator just sunning himself in my backyard. I was like, well, I guess we're done with the backyard. <laughs> that's yours now. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. like, that's how I am whenever I see a spider. I'm like, this yeah. is your room now, spider. Well, it might get a little rougher in Florida too. I mean, everywhere because of climate change. Because I heard years ago... Uh, Florida was considered a subtropical state, but technically now it may be like a tropical state. Which means I think part seen, of it is not seeing more not animals. Rising, oh, okay. Where are you? I'm up at the top. Like uh, I think this. I'm in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think once you get down a little lower, it's a tropical state. Yeah, but uh, where are I don't you? Know, my what? wife was like, she was like, we our state is supposed to have been underwater for my entire life, mm. and you know, hasn't yeah, happened. Man. Florida, man, I got to fucking stay away from there. A lot of shit going down there. The hurricanes and um, no masks and alligators. You don't even hear about the alligators. No. When no. you hear like the uh, alligators are actually wearing masks, though. I don't want to probably. Yeah. yeah. The worst thing about them is they're all they're all voting Republican. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, so. All right. So. You know, Tyler, you've been on it. We've talked about horror, you're, you know, certain genres of horror movies in the past. And I wanted to do this one. This is I don't really know how to explain it, but more the uh, the top horror movies uh, that are the psychologically scary horror movies that um, aren't really like jump scare scary, but more kind of like hit you into your core almost. Where, you, you know, those are more stay, of my favorite ones, too. Yeah, that stay with you. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I thought of this is I saw I watched a horror movie last on Halloween last week. What was it called? M- M- Muppets Take Manhattan. It was called. Um, no, it was called. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a funny movie. I, I can't believe it. I can't. I know so, so many movies in my head. Baps. Um, go with Baps. Yeah. Like that's the- Baps. <laughs> yeah. I've been using that one a lot. Um I did, uh, Eric, edit that. So I say Baps. Okay. I it's good. Um so no, it's called Speak No Evil, and um, it's like a Dutch horror movie. And I, I think in Europe or you know these foreign horror movies, I think they do horror better. Have you noticed that? Because they they do it very. Um, it usually ends really really bad. Yeah. In a in a European horror movie. Um, so this movie, I'll, I'll did have you? I asked you if I've you never to seen watch it. it. No, I was going to, but I I got a lot going on. So yeah, alligators and kids. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll, I, but this is what happened. I, I watched it and it really surprised me, freaked me out. And then I woke up the next morning at like, like six and I was like freaked out, like, it, which has not happened to me for a while with the horror movie where so it like it's touched something primal in me. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I like, I think what it was is it, it seemed like something that could actually happen. And I almost saw myself in it a little bit. I, I'll give you a very quick um, recap, whatever, like a s- summary of it. Basically, it's like a, this couple that's uh, Dutch is on vacation in Italy. They meet a Danish couple and they're really nice to the, the Danish couple and they're a little weird. They're a little overbearing and they invite them to come visit them in their country house in Denmark like eight months later. And then they go to stay with them and they, each of them has a kid around the same age. And um, they're really kind of overbearing and weird, the, the couple that they're visiting. And they keep kind of like being rude and like pushing their boundaries. And the other couple is too polite to ever push back because they don't want to seem rude. And they, you know, they're in that, you know, that, uh, that zone where you kind of like you feel like if you're you're overreacting if you push back and like like for example it starts with like the one woman the woman visiting is a vegetarian and and keeps telling him that and he's like no try this it's really good i made this meat try it and like makes her eat it you know and it looks yeah. like nothing but it keeps going and getting worse and worse slowly until it gets really bad and bad thing. And it's one of those things where they let it themselves be pushed so slowly over and over that it's too late by the time it goes really bad. And it, I think it hit me because it was sort of like, I feel like that's kind of what's been happening in our country. One side has been pushing slowly the boundaries mm-hmm. of the other side. And the other side's letting it happen until it's too late and they can't get out of it anymore. How old is this movie? It came out this summer. Oh, oh okay. new. Yeah, and Shudder produced it. You know that. Oh, so it's on Shudder. I got to subscribe to Shudder. I was on there the other day. There's some good shit on there. Um, and I think it what it it was so scary to me because it goes really bad, and I think I've seen. You know, I can think of times in my life where I've let that happen. You know, you meet someone who's kind of like very alpha and is yeah. like clearly pushing your boundaries, and you don't mm-hmm. want to do anything because yeah, and then. What usually happens with me, if someone just keeps doing it tirelessly, I finally snap like when it yeah. goes too far and then it get and then it gets really weird because then it becomes a huge fight. Um, yeah. But I was kind of like, would I like let that happen to the point where this would something something this bad could happen to me, something this harrowing and because hor- it ends. I mean, it's really the ending is like really bad <laughs> <laughs> it's not an up note you're <laughs> but it's it's weird though because hearing that premise it's like oh they do things like they turn the music up loud in the car and they, yeah. they're like hey can you turn the music down they're like no you like this but that's what's so scary about it because that's how it starts yeah um but anyway so that was the first one that i that was my first one and so i was trying that's why i brought up like a movie that yeah maybe hit you like that and in a place that almost like was hit too close to home or something it yeah. seemed like the like there was no there's no jump scares it's all like oh this could really i'm sure this has happened in life yeah Do you, uh, okay so yeah it, yeah it's your turn go <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> i think i've talked enough <laughs> so i'm gonna I, I made a list here i i'm gonna start with a movie called the descent have you ever seen that the descent yeah yeah, I saw that. Have uh, you seen that it, one, Eric? What? That yeah. sounds familiar. What's in that one? Is that about bats? It's about where they go into like under the ground. They, they're like spelunkers or, and they, mm-hmm. they travel in caves and they kind of go in this cave that you're not supposed to go in. And there's these creatures in there. 
And the reason it stayed with me is not the creatures. It was the claustrophobia of it when they're climbing through the, I think about that movie all the time. Like how, like they climb through these little things of rocks, like this tight and they're just like sliding through. And I don't think I ever realized I was claustrophobic and, until I had an MRI <laughs> and then oh, yeah. after that, and then seeing that movie, it's just like, I, I, I think about that, that movie all the time about how, how tight that was and going through those tight, tight spaces. That's a creatures that that scare me. It's the it's the tight spaces, and that's a foreign movie too, right? It might be. I haven't seen it in a few years. Yeah, I think it's British. I think it's a British movie. Yeah, it was Neil Marshall that directed it, and it's um, it's women. It's all women. It's all right? women. Yeah, it's a women team of like spelunkers or whatever they call themselves. Cave. It, cave yeah, climber. spelunkers. They um, yeah. I think that is a good one because um, it end again. It ends really like kind of harrowing, but like not in a like. Because it isn't it kind of supposed to be the the the, the title is kind of a double meaning because it's like the woman is having a slow descent into madness. Yeah, mm. I think so. Like I, again, I haven't seen it in a few years. I just remember and, and like it's like you have these creatures chasing you and you have to crawl through these tight spaces, which is just like even thing. It's just like Ugh. yeah, um, and it ends. Sorry, it, it ends where because one of the women, her daughter had died recently That's what it was. yeah she was like overcoming her daughter's death or her daughter like and i think husband died in a car accident so they're all yeah. kind of like hey we'll help you get over it by making you <laughs> go in a cave <laughs> and like, i think ever- i think it's a foreign movie but they come to america like they they're all from fucking britain and then they come to america like tennessee or something to like go spelunking yeah I just remember some of them having accents, but yeah, I was like, you guys ever heard of like going to Vegas or something? Um, <laughs> so, up. But it ends where you think she, she gets out finally and then, and then it cuts back and she's in the cave and all her friends are dead and she's looks and she, her daughter is there and she's like giving her daughter like a birthday cake and it's, her daughter's uh, dead. Yeah. So she's clearly just lost her mind and yeah. now she's she's gonna die, but she thinks she's with her daughter, which I guess is a Yeah, that's a good way to go out if you gotta if you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Um Eric, do you have any that you wanna bring up? Well, I I was watching a bunch uh this la- where'd he go? He left, I think. I'm just making like, it later in here. I keep... Okay. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Why you you scared yourself from th- talking <laughs> about that movie? You probably saw this movie. So I just watched these last week. There's a one and there's a sequel. I didn't know anything about him. Creep. Have you seen that? Oh yeah. Those yeah, are, with, those are fun. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen I haven't seen with it. The Duplass no. du- Duplass. Yeah. yeah. It's he's first ones, they're both really good, but it's just uh, like a found video thing where it's this kind of psycho guy who's just doing crazy things and it's really kind of creepy the end of the first one's good the the end of the first one has a great ending too. yeah where he dresses in the hat and yeah and buries an axe in his fucking head yeah (laughs) is it is it a straight-up horror movie it's like a horror comedy i guess we would call it because it's the duplex brothers it's like he's like making a video of himself but he's like a serial killer Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and I, I don't really. I just watched the second one this like this Halloween season. The first one, I, I don't remember if you know he's a serial killer till the very end. You're not sure. Early yeah. on, he he makes it like he he hires this guy to come to his house, and he says it's like this movie, My Life. Remember the movie, the Michael Keaton movie? He's like, I'm dying. I want someone to yeah. record my life. So he's recording. That was him horrifying and, too. Yeah, <laughs> and he's recording him, and then he starts to say start saying crazy things and. 
the guy starts to realize that maybe this guy is not really on the level. And then he kind of figures out he's more of a serial killer. Yeah. Um, the second one, you know, he's a straight up serial killer. But right. he, like brings a woman in to film him too. And she's like into it. Yeah. And she's, she's does, it, does it look okay? It looks like found footage. It looks yeah. like, you know, but it's, it's well, well done footage. Yeah, but because sometimes they make those look pretty good, and then but sometimes they've done a better job as of late in the last yeah. like seven years of making them look like actual movies. And the thing with found footage, and I think I've said this before, is like you had like as long as there's a reason that they're filming, like as long as it makes sense, it kind of you know it sells it better. Right, right. Just like, I'm gonna run around with a fucking camera 24 hours a day, <laughs> film everything. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one movie like that where I, I was like, why are, you're not. You wouldn't be filming this. Blair Witch. Um, Blair Witch, I guess, was yeah. They did kind of try and um uh explain it, but she I didn't think that comment. movie was that scary. I didn't think that movie was that scary. I think we talked about it, but it's it's not. Like no. it's just I, I think if just for at the time it was it had the luck of being the first one. Yeah. You know? I remember everyone thought it was real at the time. Yeah. Like like it's real. Well, you know what they say that, you know, they put like a million dollars into the marketing of it. Yeah, they, they had like a set. Web, they had a website, which was like they were newer back then. And it looked real, like everything. It was like a real story behind it. And people kind of bought it. Yeah. So the marketing campaign was was better than the movie because it looked um, like they would interview people and, and it looked like it looked real what they were. So people were like, what is it? But um do you, I remember Chris Rock had a great joke right after it came out. He was hosting the VMAs and he was like, uh, you know, I saw that movie, The Blair Witch Project, you know, it cost uh, like, you know, $40,000 to make. And he's like, when I was watching, I was like, where did all the money go? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, someone's walking around with $39,000 in their pocket. <laughs> um, yeah, they just had a bunch of sticks and stuff, right? They kept yeah. saying yeah, I mean, you know, like it was before the digital camera age and, you know, you had to actually use cameras and real, you know, uh, movie cameras and it just looked like shit. Um, all right. So th this is my next one. So th this is one that, um, you know, it's not really a horror movie, but uh, all right, so the movie is Mulholland Drive. Have you seen that? Oh, I, I, I fucking love that movie. It's, you it's do? It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I, I really like that movie. Have you seen it, Eric? Uh, who's in that one? Um, it's Naomi, Naomi Watts Watt. and um, Justin Theroux in it. Justin, it's uh, David Lynch. Oh, yeah, I think but I saw it. It's one of his. Lynch. It was one of his most acclaimed movies, and I, I think it came best by far. It's really? really good. I hadn't seen it. I it came out in two thousand one. I watched it like two years ago. I never watched it for some reason. I like him, but he, he's. I, I'm also like confused by his movie I, exactly. I'll, I'll admit it i don't get the movies yeah um but that one that one it works like yeah it, it, i mean again you don't really get it but like it's still it's still entertaining as hell and you can watch it over and over again it's like it's i was gonna say it's oddly a linear plot but it's kind of not but it it's sort in a way it, it's basically you know kind of an allegory for the darkness of hollywood yeah. and how hollywood is a terrible and i mean you probably experienced this. Anyone who's been in this business a little bit, like you discover Hollywood and showbiz is a horrible industry with a lot of darkness that can really destroy people. So yeah. 
that's what I really like. The beginning of it is kind of Nomi watches this young, fresh faced, you know, actress trying to, you know, new to Hollywood is like really going to make it and has a really positive outlook. And um, she kind of, I, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but then like she, she gets involved in some kind of like mystery where she's, you know, investigating someone she thinks is missing or something. Yeah, Diane Salwin. Uh, it, it was like the woman that lived in her apartment. Or, you remember like the other chick gets in like a car accident and then she like yeah. ends up in her house. And, and she this has is amnesia. And this is like, I see, this is like film noir where that was big in the 50s and stuff like that. This is kind of oh, like that. You see this. That's dark as fuck. But this is the houses that she goes to check out at the end. They're actually Oh, really? Yeah. You even have like a picture of it. Yeah, because they were houses at what it what it actually was, it, it's in Silver Lake in Los Angeles and they were the um they were the animators houses for Walt Disney Studios and they're set up to look like the Seven Dwarf houses and it's like this court and it's all mm. the animators used to live there and they actually used that for a location in the movie. Oh, is that and where then, she's like is that where she lives in the She in the... doesn't live there but they go to there and they go, oh, and I okay. think they find her dead or something on the floor. I, I don't really remember what yeah. it is. We saw that the houses were right by my house and I was always kind of obsessed with them then I saw this at a store so I just bought it. Oh wow. That's a cool thing. So like there and there's a scene I think there's a one of the more famous scenes is it's it's a really scary, ominous scene, and it's during the day at a diner. Oh, where he's like the scariest, and he's telling about his dream. He's like, I had yeah, I they're at a place called diner. Winkies, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> I, he's like, I had a dream about this place, and then it gets really, the story gets like kind of scarier. And what's and the actor's name that says that? He's in a lot of stuff. I can't. He was I can't remember his name, but he's in a lot. He what? Malkovich is in this movie too. Mulholland Drive is. No, it's Mulholland no, Falls. So. Ah, I got the wrong yeah. one. That one is um I used to get those confused. Oh, okay. Cuz I remember I saw a, a trailer for Mulholland Falls and everyone was like Mulholland Drive is amazing. And I'm like this looks like shit. Like <laughs> I think it's like Nick Nolte. That's like a film oh, noir. Movie. Okay, yeah, I, I, was oh, confused. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Robert Forrester's in it? Yes, Robert Forrester's in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like that, that like, you know, where they they tell the director, they tell Justin Thoreau, like, the, the big wigs are like, you're going to pick this woman, and she's going to be your star. And it's like kind of like, you know, like, they're kingmakers. They they can mm. pick and choose who's going to be famous and who's not, who's going to be rich and who's going to be destitute. And the guy who's, like, the kingmaker who's saying you're going to do this is this weird, almost not real mythical figure. He's yeah. like a... um. Isn't he kind of like a cowboy yeah, or something? He goes, yeah. he, and he, he like he meets him on a ranch yeah. and he's like, this is what you're going to do. And he's like, I don't want this person. They're like, this is going to be the person who's going to be in your movie. And he likes Naomi Watts. He wants her to be in the movie. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this scene, which, so he starts talking about his dream and he says that there's like he sees someone who's really evil and dark looking who's in the back of the restaurant, behind the restaurant, behind a dumpster. Behind dumpster yeah. And he's like. And he's like, well, let's go look. And then he walks really slowly. And it's daytime. It's totally light out. And then he and all of a sudden this like figure emerges from behind the dumpster. It's like this homeless person who's all dirty. And it's really quick, but it's really a scary shot. And he starts like it's like silent. And he starts like going into the convulsions. He yeah, he passes out. You almost think like I think it's almost like alluded to that he dies from it. So um and then later in the movie, like Naomi Watts is sitting in the same booth. And I think sees that guy who was telling that story. So I think a, a lot of it, what I really liked about it is it is very much 
And this is what David Lynch was the king of was like, he's showing the facade of like what something looks like on the surface, like Hollywood, like, oh, yeah, I have dreams in the Hollywood dream and go after your dreams. And then like showing the really underneath, because I think a lot of people don't really like showbiz. I mean, I think that they're more aware of it now. It has such a dark underbelly that's so just beyond like, oh, they're kind of like sleazy and disgusting. It's like run by horrible people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, to figure that out more and more. <laughs> But like when you first kind of discovered that, I mean, I remember when I kind of first saw it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, in showbiz, I was like, wow, this is a horrible business. People are really awful here. So I think that's why it kind of resonated with me because I had experienced a lot of dark shit in that. Like, and after I saw that movie, whenever I I'd always told people when I lived in L.A. or whenever I visited there, I always felt like there was like a an underlying dark energy there. Yeah. Do, do you agree with that? Like, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. But like, I could uh, never really articulate what I meant. I just was like, I just feel like something's off here. Like something <laughs> is bad here. And then when I saw skin crawl, kind of like you need a shower. but it's weird it's hard to it like you're like what oh yeah you just like don't like la and i'm like no i feel like there's a dark and you can feel like almost like and i think it's because of like the naomi watts character there's a lot of people there whose dreams were just crushed and they died and it killed them yeah and um there's just a lot of ghosts like that there Um, well i think uh, like it's like when I lived in LA for seven years and I never made it in LA, I was just a waiter the whole time. And, and like, you feel like that. You feel like you're, you're watching, like some of my friends, I watch my friends make it and I'm still this waiter, you know, mm-hmm. living paycheck to paycheck, living in a tiny shitty apartment. And, but now when I go back, I like it <laughs> and maybe it's not <laughs> living there, but like now that I'm a screenwriter and I go and I, I go to studios and I have meetings and yeah, people you got shit to do. Like, it's well, like, I got yeah, over that. Right, exactly. So that's probably a big part of it is that when you're closer to the dark side of it, it's yeah. a lot. But do you, st- even though you like it, can you still kind of feel what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it just doesn't affect you anymore. You're just like, yeah, it's too bad for those. And guys. I also don't live there either. So there, it's, I mean, LA's dirty as shit and it's just gotten worse and worse. And it's, I mean, the homeless problem is out of fucking control. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric, do you are right, do you want to? That was so. That was mine. Uh, I have I have another one. You uh, was in Manhattan. It was Mulholland Falls and Mulholland Drive. Did you ever see Mulholland Cul de Sac? It is it's terrifying. It's <laughs> yeah, that's the most, really. And then <laughs> Mulholland Lane and uh, how you would think that, that they was would, um what? Was, go ahead. Mulholland Place or no? I think <laughs> Melrose Place. That was horrifying. Yeah. When Billy cheated on Heather Locklear. <laughs> um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that wasn't a dumb error that I made. I'm surprised they had they named that movie that after that movie before was only six years before. Do you see who who directed Mulholland Falls? Does it say? I feel like it was like kind of a movie. I think that's why I didn't see Mulholland Drive for so long because I was just like, what? I was like, this is Walter look Hill. Good. I feel like it might be Walter Hill. I think you're right. I think it might be uh, Walter Hill. No, Lee Tamaroy. I have no idea. That was my second choice. (laughs) (laughs) I love Lee Tamaroy. John Malkovich, Um, though, isn't it? That's not. I always like movies with him. It must be bad, though, huh? Um, I mean, it's probably fine, but it's not. Okay, so uh, Tyler, back back to you. Let's hear thirty-one on Tomatoes. All right. I'm gonna go with um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Ah, okay. Seen that. Um, 
Was that, did you see that like around the time it came out? No, I think it came out in like the 85. So I was like six years old. But uh, I saw it probably 10 years ago. And it, uh, you know, has Michael Rooker in it as a serial killer. And it's just kind of, they just follow him around. And one scene I particularly remember in the way they set it up is like they went in with a video camera and they like just basically went in and just like slaughtered this family. And then they're just sitting there watching the videotape over and over. And it's like one buddy's like, hey, can we put that on again? And they rewind it and just keep watching them slaughtering this family. There's a really that's scary easy. part in that video that that's that really stayed with me where because I saw that once, I think around when it came out, like 91. Really, you really can't watch it over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, in that video that makes it so scary is while they're like killing the family, the son walks in. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking like the, he walks in 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 on it happening on his parents getting killed yeah and you see him like reacting and they grab him and they start like killing him and it's like really horrifying because it's like on video so it looks real so you're just like oh this kid just walked in on his parents being murdered and, and now he's gonna be murdered. <laughs> and it just i remember it stuck with me because i was like this is like not movie like it looks yeah it's it's, it's really graphic and wrong and when um, they set it up it like started on the video and then it kind of moved out and showed that they were watching it and just when he said like he's like can we watch it again it was like whoa that that just that always stayed with me because it's like these guys are like getting off on this like these guys are just like yeah watching this tape of them murdering this family over and over again stay with us we'll be right back Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah, yeah, that's uh and then there's another scene I remember where like and I saw him when I was like 17 and like they pretend their cars broken down on the side of the road yeah. or something and like yeah, some yeah, people yeah. some guy stops to help him and they just murder him and yeah. I remember being I remember being like I saw it young and I'm like oh I will never help anyone <laughs> ever. No one's ever getting help for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when I was young like when I was like eight or nine, I was driving at night with my parents and my sisters and um, there's a car on the side of the road and my dad stopped to help them. And they were kind of, I did, I just remember one of the guys being like, yeah, man, Hey, do you have like a, and like, young, I was like, this sounds yeah. like not good. And, <laughs> and my dad was like, Oh no, sorry. And then we just left. But I yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, even, even at eight, I'm like, why are you stopping? But then when I saw that movie, I was like, you can't do that. Yeah. I don't stop, friend. I watched some woman get in a horrible car accident right in front of me, and she got out of her car, and people were just driving past her. They're like, uh-huh. the car's like in the middle of the road. People are just swerving around. They're like, someone will call. She's fine. <laughs> How about The Hitcher? You ever see that one? I don't think I've ever seen that. The original. The original Hitcher? I, yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love that. I think we've talked about that one before. That's a fucking great movie. Rutger um, Hauer. It's like it's uh, it's like not a great movie, but it is. It's become a good movie yeah. because it's almost like cult classic. It's it's yeah. It's kind of like a cult classic. Um, and uh, 
One thing I love about that movie, you should watch. I mean, it's not great, but it's good. Like it, one thing I love about it, it's one of those movies that it starts like immediately. Like I love those movies where like in a, a minute in, they're already into the movie. Yeah. Where, <laughs> it's called The Hitcher. You know, he picks up a hitchhiker and yeah. like two minutes in, he picks up the hitchhiker. Right. And the guy starts like harass, you know, like terrifying him and harassing him. Let me tell you something. It's not what, if this movie teaches, not a good idea to pick pick up a hitchhiker that's what the, yeah i, I don't think, think the rule. I, I remember when i was a teenager and i would always like pull over when there are people hitchhiking i'd let them like run close to my car and i'd speed away <laughs> oh really people don't hitchhike anymore though <laughs> i think you ruined it for them yeah <laughs> they're like i'm not doing that anymore there's this guy and he like pump fakes you <laughs> they would get so excited though like oh it's here and then they're like who the, when you drive away. They're like who the fuck was that? The older brother from the Wonder Years. <laughs> well, I remember. I don't know if I brought this up before. There was a, that book. You remember that book, Freakonomics? You remember that book? Yeah, I think is that um, Malcolm Gladwell. No, but it's similar to that, and it's, it dismisses all the uh, conventional wisdom. And for years, people would just pick pick up hitchhikers. It was not a big deal. And then it was there was a few high profile murders when it happened. And then everyone just stopped picking up hitchhikers. But in the Freakonomics, they basically said that it, it's no more risky than doing anything else. It's just that there was a couple of high-profile murders, and that's it. And no one's going to. It's pick like up if there's a plane crash, there's a few plane crashes. The chances against that happening are, are like one in a billion. So right. People stop flying. <laughs> but yeah, still, that's... like there's no reason to pick up a hitchhiker. What, like I don't know. No. Like if you watch an old movie, they'll be like, "Oh, I got somewhere to go. I'll just hitch there." <laughs> like part of yeah, that. I thought it was like a thing in the seven. I mean, mainly I think in the seventies, yeah. but I guess the eighties too. People, I remember seeing hitchhikers on the highway and just yeah. being like, "What are they doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> who's going to pick them up? Who is the pick? Who picks these people up?" I think like I think usually the, yeah, I think the people doing are crazier than the hitchhikers, right? But the thing is, I wonder if it's ever happened where like there's a hitchhiker who's out to murder people, and then there's a guy picking up a hitchhiker who wants to murder people. So just two murderers in the car together. How does that end up? You know what I mean? Um, they just murder each other. They become best friends and murder others. <laughs> um, they start QAnon. <laughs> Um, okay, this is this is my next one. Um, movie uh, Hereditary. Have you seen oh, that? Yeah. yeah, that was almost on my list. <laughs> um, I think that was one of the first ones I that I understood kind of like the slow burn horror after I saw that. Um, and that was another one that like I saw and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that was good. And then um, I found myself that night in bed scared like kind of like the light the light coming into my room looked kind of ominous and weird and i was like oh I, i'm and i got up and like made sure the door my front door was locked um and uh i don't know why like i don't know what what do you think is so creepy about because that movie is kind of known for creeping people out um what happens in that movie again i think i've seen it it's, it's like um a, no go ahead um it's like they they do kind of like a red herring, you know. They they do like a a distracting thing at the beginning. They did kind of didn't cycle. You think there's kind of this weird kid, the girl. She looks kind of weird. She's creepy, and you think it's going to be about her, and then she gets killed, and uh, um, in a horrific way. Yeah, yeah, like she gets like beheaded. Yeah, like, while they're driving, like Tina's at a party, and the the brothers like rushing her to the hospital, and she can't breathe, so she has her head out the window, and she's trying to gasp for air, and then the fucking street sign chops her head off. 
Yeah, and she um and that's in the first like 20 minutes. And then yeah. it, it I, it's kind of like an allegory. It's kind of like watching like the unraveling of like a family after a death. Wasn't it like um, the grandma died was dead in the beginning and the grandma was best friends with the girl and then we start to find out that the grandma was like the satanist and like had all these plans for the family or I haven't seen yeah. it in a while. The the grandmother turns out was in the satanist cult. Yeah. That they no one knew about and they they wanted to bring it wasn't Satan. They, you know, they made they at least did the, you know, the smart thing of not just making it, you know, like, hey, we want Satan to rule the earth again. It was like payment or something was the name of the, the demon. Yeah. And they wanted they were summoning payment and payment wanted a, a a body, a vessel to come in as, and it was going to be the daughter, but they wanted it to be a male. And so they i think it originally like went into the daughter but then you know they it got the daughter got killed and so they're setting it up for the son because they're he, she has a brother uh, so the whole movies are trying to and they have to do these certain things they have to get the son involved in yeah in the and there's like somehow. a friend that was like a friend of the grandmother or something that comes along and like she has all these notebooks or something i, I don't know it's well it's really scary it's one of those things where like you know you know when you when you trace it back at the end like the mother randomly meets this woman who's really nice to her yeah and the woman's like oh you know like at a support group and then the woman's like hey you know i have to help you know i found this thing it's great it'll help you get over you know the the death of your mother that you're struggling oh, with yeah. and um and then she slowly discovers that the woman is in was in the cult with her mother and oh. the whole thing is i think that's those are the movies that are scary when like they, they someone shows up and they're very like they seem very harmless or they're trying to help them. And then at the end, you see that they've done this whole strategy to because you've ever had that in your life where like someone fucks you over. And then when you find out, you're like, oh, the whole time they were lying or manipulating. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Once I um, tried to buy a fake ID like in Times Square, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he seemed so nice at first and it just all all unraveled. <laughs> well, I think that's what scares me, though, because like you can so easily fall for something like that, especially like when I was young, I feel like I don't know how I wasn't murdered. (laughs) Like, (laughs) because there were just people everywhere who were like trying to manipulate. They're like predators all over the city. And I was, and when you're young, you just don't know anything. So I do remember times when I was young, feeling uncomfortable in a situation and like getting out of the situation really quickly. And then realizing later it was a dangerous situation, but Mm -hmm. I think that's really, you know, the idea that you can fall, that someone can manipulate you and, and trick you and into, into you, you know, into your demise kind of terrifies me. Just that it can happen that easily. You know what well, I mean? You also, because you're not, you're watching a movie too. And you're thinking like, oh, this person could like in real life, you would fall for that too, because it's just some nice lady, you know? Yeah. Nothing, there's no reason to suspect that she's running as part of a Satanist cult. That was in cahoots with your grandma and trying to get your son. And she does it really well where the, she she doesn't keep showing up. She randomly, the 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 woman, the main character, sees her at like a supermarket and approaches her and is like, yeah. oh, hey, what's that? And the woman's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And then um, and then it just goes bad. And at the end, it you know, it ends really badly where the, the kid is basically the the demon at the end. And I think, I don't know, being a child of the 80s, the whole satanic panic, anything with Satanists, it just freaks me out. I don't I don't mm. know. It's just always been embedded in me ever since I was a kid. Yeah. Well, Rose, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's yeah. Baby. That's like one of the all time best, I think. That movie still creeps me out. Yeah. Uh, the ending, especially the ending where mm. they're just all this fucking like 
they just look like normal people like hell satan and they're all taking pictures <laughs> of that and ruth gordon yeah yeah uh, yeah the ending is so kind of like they're very kind of like casual matter of fact about it yeah yeah and the funny thing like, is yeah the funny thing is did you see the watcher is it the watcher that's on netflix have you seen that the one that takes place yeah. in jersey yeah 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 it. yeah it's funny how well, they they put uh what's her name in the movie that was a little nod i think to rose oh Mary's yeah name. yeah mia farrow's uh, yeah just the weird na- peep neighbors acting weird I, that was I, a little nod that, to rosemary's baby totally i, think, I saw yeah. that when i was watching how the neighbors are really weird and kind of yeah. like showing up and they're like here um yeah i you know i like the watcher it, but it was one of those things it was one of the and i found this a lot with a lot of horror things is the build-up to it was so great and then it just kind of ended yeah I, like, but I never i didn't make it past the first episode because i grew up near there and i know oh. the whole the original story and actually, the original story is much freakier than what yeah. you know, than what happened. But it's like you couldn't make that into a movie. So I don't know what actually happens. But I'm like, uh, I don't know. I couldn't really get into it. You know, it's interesting because I, I looked up the original story and I I was like, I wonder how close this is. Mm-hmm. Um, they did take a lot of liberties. Yeah, think, in the movie, but... in the movie, there's a lot of dinosaurs and uh, space yeah. aliens. <laughs> so I think they took some liberties. Well, they never even lived in the house in real life. <laughs> yeah yeah they're like um, fuck this and then they tried to sell it and they, i guess the biggest horror was how much money they lost on it uh, <laughs> yeah they did they even live in the house they, they never did moved it, in right? they got yeah. the, they got the letter and they're like fuck this right well that brings me to um, another movie that i think that we probably talked about before but like poltergeist which they that's a haunt that's a great movie i think that's really apparently yeah. was really directed by steven spielberg although yeah. the other guy gets credit Toby uh, hooper yeah do you did you like that movie yeah you know what's really scary? It's the other the the two sequels to to the Poltergeist are actually really scary too. Mm-hmm. Kind of darker you, than the first one. Um, Curse too. Like Everyone died. The, the second one, really? I just remember the scene where like the guy's like walking down the street and he's like whistling, and then he like walks up the the. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it's I remember like, like walking up the guy. driveway and then he's at like the screen door. I don't know. I remember that being. Yeah, terrible. he's yeah. like, "You are going to die." Yeah. He's the, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the third one takes place in like an apartment building in Chicago, and yeah. she keeps like seeing him in the mirrors. Like I remember all those freaking out. Yeah, when I was a kid. But yeah, and you thought, know that the movie was cursed, right? That well, like a little girl died. Right, the I little girl died. That. The older sister died. Yeah. And uh, uh, and Craig T. Nelson was on coach, so that was <laughs> yeah, that was really and, the, and the, that's and, a curse right the, there. And then the third kid never worked again. Um, <laughs> but it was like w- they would do one and then one of the kids would die. Like, right. It was like the, after the first one, the oldest sister died. I don't even think they I don't even think they mentioned her again in the second one. No. They're just like, yeah, whatever. And we then, had three kids. Now we have two. Barely in the first one, too. Didn't they like they when it started, they like sent her to sleep at her friend's house. Or right. Something. And then and she comes back at the very end and them. she's like, what's happening here? I'm like, bitch. Yeah. Come on. It's like, no, no, that's what's so funny. It's like, where have you been the last three weeks? <laughs> Your fucking house is haunted. <laughs> um, yeah. I like when he uh, yells at that guy. He's like, you remove the the headstones, yeah, yeah. but not the bodies. <laughs> so, yeah, what don't a horrible on, plan. Yeah, like, never build on Just leave graveyard. the bodies. What could go wrong? Even if like you're, there's no ghost, that's still just awful. It's disgusting, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you know it's fucking California. You don't think someone's going to dig for a pool at some point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's a good one, but it's a... Um, I think what stayed with me with that was... And it was one of... It was back in the day when like the word of mouth of about like a scene would get around and it became notorious and no internet. So you just had to like, if you wanted to see, you just had to see it. It was a scene where the guy is looking in the mirror and he, and he starts ripping his face off. Yeah. That's a great scene. That's great. Um, is that a PG movie? 
I think it is. I think it was. I think that was one of the movies that was when they came up with PG thirteen. Right. I know like, uh, Temple of Doom too was one of the movies when they came up with PG thirteen. Right. That and Gremlins made it were the two movies that they invented uh, PG thirteen for. Uh, but yeah. Older guys probably. I'm gonna say. Let's see. It's PG. I'm most positive it's PG. I'm not sure about that, but let's see. Uh, let's see. But which right, is crazy because that is not like I mean that's a scary movie like it's I mean it's scary and it's violent and like, the guy ripping off his face yeah and I, I don't they um don't they smoke weed in the beginning fucking Craig yeah Nelson? shit they're smoking weed because they, they're kind of showing that they're like you know sixties yeah they like find uh, some old weed in their house which never happens yeah. I do remember I don't even think I realized it's funny looking back on some eighties movies when there's like weed I remember in the Karate Kid there's a scene where the bad guys oh, are yeah rolling, Johnny's rolling a joint Johnny's rolling a joint <laughs> I remember being like oh my god <laughs> and it was it was the eighties so it was very like they're bad so like he's gonna smoke weed um, I got the answer here this is interesting it. Was was supposed to be an R, uh, probably should have been, and yeah. they were like Spielberg appealed the ratings board and they got it lowered to PG. I guess Spielberg had a little pull at the time. Oh, so. sure. I'm sure Spielberg. Um, yeah. So, what do you think of? The, I guess we've talked about, it, but you've seeing it. Do you think? Because so Toby Hooper was, but Spielberg had already directed ET that year, and I think there's a rule you can't. Be directing two movies. Like, there was a some rule like at the time. Yeah, there was some rule at the time. I think where a director couldn't direct like two movies in one year or some, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. like, but I will say it does seem very Spielberg ish, but it is scary and dark, and that's not. Sp- and Toby Hooper was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. Yeah. Like his movies were really dark. And scary and um, like he had there was always like a sense of dread with like Chainsaw Massacre and this movie, The Fun House. They're really. Oh, I saw The Fun House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a creepy movie. Yeah. But, but Spielberg did write uh, come up with a story for Poltergeist and wrote co-wrote the screenplay. So yeah. he, he has a dark side. He just never really I, tapped into it too much. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I would love you. You know, the I saw an interview with the girl who plays like the psychic, the woman who's yeah. like really short. And she said, that's a Spielberg movie. That's yeah. what she said. But I mean, I think she probably wants to be known as being in a Spielberg movie. <laughs> like, look at like something like um, like Goonies. Like, you, you feel like that that was a Spielberg. Like, I guess he produced it or something, but you like include that in Spielberg or like uh, Back to the Future, too. Uh, didn't he produce those? Those yes. are all kind yeah. of Spielberg's wheelhouse, but it was Richard Donner and Robert Zemeckis. And there's. But there's something about it because it was around E.T. It was right after. I think it was at the same time as E.T. I think same they came time. out at the same time. Yeah. So he, like, he was 81 or 82. No, 82. no, it's 82. I think 82? I think E.T. came out and then Poltergeist came out like two weeks later or something. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at them kind of around the same time, like they're both in the suburbs and there's there's a lot of like the suburb feel of it that you can tell it was made by someone who really experienced that and spielberg had grown up in that kind of an environment so yeah there's a, he, has a, what, he has some new movie coming out about his life kind of fablemans or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah yeah and they're not filmed i've actually been to the et house too and also the et park and they're like uh it was filmed in porter ranch neighborhood of the valley and then um poltergeist was filmed in simi valley which is right next to it oh have wow. you been to that house yeah i've been to the poltergeist house and then the et house itself is in in sunland which is in the other side of the valley 
Does it look like still look like the ET yeah. house? Yep, just the, the the trees are bigger. So people are living in the in the poltergeist house. People live in the poltergeist <laughs> house, and people live in the ET house. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you think you could do that? Do you think you'd live in a movie like an iconic horror movie all about the house being haunted and evil took place? Uh, well, yeah, I think it'd be cool. I'd just probably be pissed off off like people coming by and taking pictures all the time. Like I heard the people that live in the actual Watcher House in Westfield. Uh-huh. Are pissed off because people keep coming by and taking pictures in front of it. Right, I, but I, I heard that no one lives in that house right now. I heard that it's not for sale. I think they sold it, and someone does live there. Oh, they okay. Put like a half a million dollar bath on it, and then uh, wow. someone lives there. I wouldn't live there. Uh, uh, so you get some notes. Who cares? Okay. All right, all right. So uh, t- Tyler, can you do one more? And I think uh, we have to wrap up. Yeah, I'm gonna do. Uh, it's a, something I just saw for the first time this Halloween. It's called the Taking of Deborah Logan. If you ever seen that, oh, I've never heard of that. It's another found footage one. It's kind of like this: this camera crew wants to document Alzheimer's, so they 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 kind of like put it out there, and these people call them up, and they go down to Virginia, and this she's like, my my mother has Alzheimer's, so they kind of follow her around with a camera, and they started off as an actual documentary, like they give you facts on Alzheimer's and what it is, and then they give you scenes of the mother and it turns out that she's like uh basically possessed by the spirit of this fucking old child murderer that was in the area and like killing Ooh. kids and he has to kill like another kid but there's oh. this- yeah this has got good and reviews like, what it got good uh, ratings yeah, yeah. and it, it's kind of like spirals down where she keeps like it's it's freaky like she's getting worse and worse and then she ends up in the hospital and she and while she's in the hospital she kidnaps this this like kid that has uh, like is a cancer patient and she takes her with her. And there's a scene at the end where they basically they're looking for her in this cave or like an abandoned house or something. And they shine the light on her and her jaw is all stretched out and it's over the kid's head like she's eating it. Nice. That shit, that shit just stuck in my my mind. She's um, like a snake. Yeah. Is, any, yeah. is anyone in it? No, not, no one famous that I can think of. All, all kind of no name people. When did it come out? Probably 2010s, I want to say. Oh, okay. What's it called? The Haunting of... The Taking of Deborah Logan. It's actually free it's on, Tubi. on Tubi if you want to yeah. watch it. <laughs> oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. That's a good That's a good sign. Um, yeah. I, uh, also so Amazon any, Prime. Of any of these movies, have you had the moment, like, have you had that where you, you'll you'll find yourself thinking about it at a later time and being like feeling off or just being scared or... i think the for one that i didn't mention was paranormal activity i guess I, that's probably the one that's done it the most to me where i i thought about that movie for days i haven't se- i haven't seen that you but, um, yeah, first one. have you yeah. ever have you ever has a movie ever given you nightmares uh yeah you know it was um i don't know why it was like oh it was only a couple years ago i watched hellraiser right before bed and I got nightmares yeah. from that, but I don't find Hellraiser particularly scary. <laughs> um, give me nightmares. Yeah, Hellraiser. I watched it. I think two years ago. That's not a very. It's just like a nothing movie. Yeah, yeah. I kind of was watching it. I'm like, why is this like such a culturally significant movie? They did like nine sequels to it. I and they just did a was, new one. There was just a new one on Hulu. I feel like they, the yeah, I feel like the name was just so good that it's like stood the test of time. And it's um, a, I feel like in a lot of those Clive Barker movies, it's all the characters. Like you ever seen Nightbreed? It's it's all kind of the same thing where he makes these like characters that people like. Clive Barker? Yeah. You like him. Clive was Hellraiser the first movie he directed or something or It might yeah. be. I think it, it, it is. It yeah. Might be Nightbreed. I don't know what came out first. No, I think it was Hellraiser because I was I just watched the new one and I so read about the old one and I think they said that. 
Um, you know, it's a movie that really scared me. I just rewatched was um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Now, have you have, have you seen that? Have you ever yeah. seen that? Yeah. Um, I just watched a documentary about it because you know the whole thing where that. it's it's yeah. you have where it's basically yeah. like so clearly a a gay okay. allegory. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all about a gay man coming to terms with being gay. Um, and the guy who's the lead is really effeminate and he and he was gay and he kind of blames it for ruining his career. But oh. if you watch it, first of all, it's so bad. And the guy, it's it's the main character is a guy that Freddie is like terrorizing and he keeps screaming the guy throughout the movie. And it's like he's doing these like um, blood curdling, like wussy scream. Because usually when you watch a movie, a horror movie, it's, a, it's the girl screaming. Girl, yeah. So the whole movie, the guy's like, ah! Um, and, um, there, there's another really, f- oh, th- this is the scene that I want to, this is when you could tell is a really bad movie. There's a scene where I don't know if you remember this. So the whole thing is that Freddie's inside him. Yeah. I remember the scene where like his, it's like his claws are coming out through his fingers and stuff. Yeah. And then he keeps saying things like, um, it's Freddie. He's inside me and he wants <laughs> to get back inside me. So it's just like, it almost seems like a practical joke on the guy. Like, so there's a scene where he stays in his friend's room. He's like, Hey, can I sleep with you? You know, that's another weird thing. It's like his friend, this guy friend. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he turns into Freddie in front of the guy and the, the kid is screaming because he sees him turning into Freddy and he's banging on his door. The parents are on the other side. Well, and, he, and he's like, dad, and he's just banging on the door for literally, I'd say five to 10 minutes. And I'm like, why can't this guy unlock the door? What? <laughs> but he, it, it's such a bad movie. They're just, you could tell. And then the dad shows up on the other side and he's like, son, open the door. And you're like, what is this door? <laughs> well, I always figured it was like Freddy using, I don't know, his like <laughs> using his like powers to keep the door shut. That's a, what I always thought. Oh, uh, no, I don't think it is. I it's think just, it's just they didn't think I think they were like just pound on the door and you just can't open the door. Um but I think if they were you, you're right, it could have been because the whole movie they kind of break the rules where Freddie it was one of those movies where they didn't know Freddie that well yet. So they yeah. were like, Yeah, Freddie can like start fires now. Like, do you remember with the scene? One that always sticks out in my mind is where, like, he turns in there at the pool party and he kind of turns into him at the pool party, and then, like, the gates lock around it and he's just going around slaughtering kids inside the, this, like, pool. Yeah. Kind of like lock. Doesn't he do some kind of power that, like, locks the Well, gate? you're right. He does, um, he boils the pool. Oh, is that what he does? Well, the pool starts boiling and then fire just starts happening. I remember watching it as a kid with my sister and I remember thinking I would just play dead. I would just fall down and play dead and then <laughs> just lay there. I wonder if that would work. <laughs> I wonder if you could outsmart Freddy Krueger that way. Like, <laughs> this guy's clearly already dead. <laughs> I'm done here. My work is done. Yep, him. He clearly just died while I was starting a fire. Um <laughs> I, I it's if you re you know it's, it's so bad and for some reason it's become a cult classic because it's so bad. But it, if Nightmare you rewatch, too? yeah, and you know that yeah. comedian, you know Joe DeRosa, yeah. yeah. So I saw him about a year ago wearing a Nightmare on Elm Street two t shirt, and I was like, oh, like you, what you think that's that's funny? And he's like, no, this is the best one. No. And I was like. You're you're kidding me. You think that's the best nightmare? He's like, it's clearly the best one. And I'm like, well, you know the whole like gay allegory thing. And he's like, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. And I and, and I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, there's a part where they're in a leather bar, but in the 80s, they always went to leather bars in movies. 
at the time of its release, and, one publication. And they were all gay bars. Yeah. <laughs> the at Blue the time, Oyster Club. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the only one I could think. That's the only example he gave. Yeah. I'm like, like what? He's like, remember Police Academy Blue Oyster? I'm like, yeah, what, what's the other one? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, were they were dancing with, with men for like an hour. But they said at the time of the release, this is on Wikipedia, one publication referred to, referred to it as the gayest horror movie, gayest horror film ever. In the 21st century, it's become a cult film for gay audiences. Yeah, I heard they yeah. play it at like gay bars and stuff like on, yeah. on, on the screens on repeat. They'll play like scenes from it. it. It's, you know, I think I saw when it came out, I think I was like 10. So I didn't really see like I couldn't really I had no gaydar basically yeah. you know you don't really know what gay is but like watching it now that but it, I could tell I'd love the first one I could tell I'm like there's something off about this movie it's just not it's like not good or something and then watching it now it's just like the dude is just he can't he's trying to be a straight guy in the movie and he just can't play straight I don't I mean like I guess that you you're not allowed to say that without being horrible now but he even says that in the documentary, he said that after it came out, his agents were like, we don't think you can play straight. Uh, <laughs> this isn't your thing. What? No. What kind of a note is that? Like, we yeah. don't think that, you know, you're so gay that we don't think you could be a movie and like not be gay. Was he out of the closet at that point? No, was he wasn't. And that's the whole thing like, is that it was super gay, dude. <laughs> it was the time when, the, but then it's like, why would they cast it? Maybe they knew deep. Maybe they already knew. Like, who uh, directed that one? It wasn't Wes Craven, was it? Joel no, Schumacher. It's... No, I'm joking. Oh, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Richard Simmons. <laughs> um, no, it's Joel like Schumacher's some... gay, right? He is. Yeah, yeah well, he kind of did that nipples. to Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, he did the Lost yeah. Boys too. Oh boy, yeah, he did. Yeah. That's oh boy, the, the name of this director. <laughs> he got it. This can't be real. His name is Jack Shoulder. <laughs> Come on, that's not a real name. <laughs> Jack Torse? No, I don't Jack know. Shoulder um, is his name. Yeah, he he really he really blew up after that. Yeah, that's um, you don't really hear much about him. Yeah, he was beaten to death at a gay leather bar. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, this has been fun. Uh, I want to thank our guest Tyler Tice for coming on. Thanks for having and, me uh, and yeah. being having a creepy Zoom screen the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we do do you actually have a video of this? We do, but we usually don't put we usually don't put it up. But it would fit mm. the uh, the the um, yeah. It just got it gets the dark theme. earlier now. I didn't realize. So. Uh, <laughs> no, no well, it's out, perfect. Because watch out for those alligators, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's um, scary here. Next time we're going to talk all about the movie Alligator. <laughs> ah, you I that wanted to see that. I heard that's on um that's on Shutter too. I saw. I, ha- I I don't think I've ever seen that. That movie's like made for Shutter. That was a movie from like the late seventies, I think, where it's basically a kid flushes his. Uh, it's an urban legend, right? Yeah, yeah, someone yeah. flushed their baby alligator down the the toilet, and then it grew up. And, and well, I heard it in the movie; it like eats like fucking like mutated or like radioactive rats or something. So it uh, yeah, I think it was even when it came, it was a TV movie. But I always heard about it. Kind of, I think it was thought of as like a good campy, stupid movie. Yeah, I heard. But, I read recently it's good, so that's why I, I wanted. To yeah, this is another. One. So the, the, I I remember a movie from the eighties. It was a, it was a made for TV movie. I think it was called like Don't Look Under the Bed or something. And I remember it kind of scaring me and i re- i was looking it up again and they were saying that it's like made for tv and bad but it's really dark and scary it's about like 
this family and there's like two daughters and a son and one of the daughters dies and her ghost comes back and conspires with the other daughter to murder the rest of the family. And that was the TV movie. That was a TV movie in the eighties. Wow. Um, and once again, cause I want to, for my records, what was the name of that last movie you were giving us? The one uh, with the woman's oh, name. Oh, taking of Deborah Logan, taking a Deborah Logan. I'm going to watch that. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys, I, I mean, I know we got to go, but have you seen those terrifier films? The, the no, I, I I feel like I heard just heard they're so violent. Yeah, they are. But I I don't like slashers, but those I really fucking enjoyed those. I watched both of them, and and is that the one really? where people are throwing up in the theater? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I I hear I, that's probably bullshit. Like, we're, is it that it, violent? It, it's pretty violent, but like the guy, it's like a real mime that they got to play the guy, and he just plays the shit out of the character. And the first one's like the first one's kind of like a like a fucking like 80s new york grindhouse movie like maniac or something it was all filmed yeah. in Trenton, new jersey and it, it i i enjoyed that one but the second one's a whole other thing and it gets crazy yeah i, I was i, I don't was, like slashers I, and they took it to the next level i was I really debating loved. seeing that i remember maniac when i was a kid I, I was like six when that was i saw the ad for that in the subway yeah in 1980 and the ad is just like his legs and he's holding like a severed head and a yeah. knife and it's like I warned you not to go out tonight. And it's like mania. And I remember like that stayed with me, just that image. I was like, cause I was like six. And I remember just being like, you know, it's 1980 New York. And I'm like, what is the world? (laughs) Like (laughs) this looks terrifying. Um, And I watched it years later. It's, I, I, it, it's a rough, that's a rough movie to watch. Yeah. I watched it recently. It's not, it's not for me. And I, and, but terrifier kind of takes that, that, kind of subject but takes it to the next level and it, i don't know yeah, maybe i will watch that i'll watch there's that one on Michael. there's one the first one i think is on tubi and the second one you got to get screen box through amazon but it's a you get a free seven day free trial so oh okay right. check it out all right all right well uh tyler thanks again for coming on and yeah. we'll uh yeah, we'll have you again and Anytime. we'll uh, talk about uh, some other stuff okay <laughs> uh thanks again thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time la2b rate and review subscribe join our patreon we'll see you next time Bye. Bye.